0: Welcome to the Christchurch Vienna podcast, gathering the theological and liturgical resources of Christchurch, the Anglican Church in Vienna, Austria. For more information about the ministry of Christchurch, visit us at ChristchurchVienna.org. You are listening to the Book of Common Prayer service from January 23, 2022. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Amen. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts be open, all desires known and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of Thy Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, there is none other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Lord, have mercy upon us, and write all these thy laws in our hearts, we beseech thee. We join our prayers with the church throughout the world, in the collect set for the third Sunday of Epiphany. Almighty and everlasting God, mercifully look upon our infirmities. And in all our dangers and necessities, stretch forth thy right hand to help and defend us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated for the lesson.
1: A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, and there may be no dis- dis- dissension within the body. But the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles. Second, prophets, third, teachers, then, deeds of power, then, gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? but strive for the greater gifts. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God.
0: The psalm appointed this morning is Psalm 19, verses 1 through 6, which can be found on page 432 of your prayer book. This is Psalm 19, verses 1 through 6, which we will read antiphonally. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. There is neither speech nor language, but their voices are heard among them. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which cometh forth as a bridegroom out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a giant to run his course. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Holy Gospel is written in the fourth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke, beginning at the 14th verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent to me to proclaim release to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor." And he rolled up the scroll gave it back to the attendant and sat down the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him then he began to say to them today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing this is the gospel of the lord praise be to thee o christ we make a common confession of our faith in the words of the nicene creed i believe in one god the father almighty maker of heaven and earth and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, The Lord and giver of life who proceedeth from the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified who spake by the prophets and I believe one Catholic and Apostolic Church I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come amen may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be found acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. In our reading from 1 Corinthians 12, Paul moves on from his previous discussion about the unity of the church, which you heard last week, to its interdependence. And his argument is this, we need each other. Let's take a closer look. The first few lines of our reading are actually the conclusion to the previous passage in which Paul was discussing the spiritual gifts, things like wisdom, knowledge, and faith, as well as speaking in tongues or working miracles or prophesying. Paul was dealing with a church, the Corinthians, that was immensely gifted, but had been, to put it nicely, abusing one another. The letter opens with his plea for them to stop being divisive. By chapter 3, he has assessed them as, a, as spiritual babies. By chapter 6, he is telling them that it is to their shame that they are taking each other to court over trivial things. And by chapter 11, just before our chapter, he points out how they are selfish even at the Lord's Supper, with some eating and others going hungry, Some getting drunk. And Paul concludes that they are better off staying at home from church on Sunday. That's right. The Apostle Paul tells them that no church is better than their church. It's quite striking. And so in our chapter, he's been telling them that while each has a role to play, they are together as one body. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ, he opens. No matter your ethnicity or social status, it is one church. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And we were all made to drink of one spirit. But Paul doesn't stop there where that last section emphasized unity, Paul continues to make a point about a variety of spiritual gifts, a variety of people to exercise those gifts for that unity. And so while the people of God should be united to one another and to Christ, this does not mean that all Christians should have the exact same spiritual gifts. And to make this point, he picks up on that metaphor of the body again. He paints here a gruesome picture of a handless, eyeless, earless body on the one hand, and a body consisting entirely of eyes or ears or entirely of hands on the other. Uh, The implication is that a church like this one in Corinth that overvalues one set of gifts to the point that those without that particular gift are second-class members is at best a perversion of the way God designed his church. And the effect is serious. It divides the church, making it the worst kind of meritocracy. Paul could not be clearer. Everyone is needed. Every part of the body is necessary. Everyone is needed. And in fact, if there's any group of people who should realize how much we need each other, it should be the Christians. If there is anyone who realizes that we cannot do it on our own, that none of us is strong enough or talented enough or righteous enough to stand before God, it should be us. This is the very message of the gospel, that we can stand before God because Jesus stands for us. We are dependent on him, on his taking our place as an atoning sacrifice. This is why Paul can talk about the church as the body of Christ. We are dependent on him and, as such, dependent on one another. Over the next few verses, Paul expands the idea. Not only is everyone necessary, everyone is valued. Or at least they should be. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor, and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect, whereas our more respectable members do not need this. That's what he wrote. Do you hear the logic of it? Some parts of the body have inherent honor. They need no additional honor. Some parts do not have inherent honor, and so they must be treated with greater respect to demonstrate their value. In other words, in a church setting, some people are already in the spotlight. Others work behind the scenes. Others do service for the wider community that not everyone sees respect and honor ought to be given especially to those people because everyone is valued. Or again, to put it in our ter- in terms of our relationship to Jesus Christ, how can we fail to value one another? How can we devalue one another when we recall that Jesus thought enough of us to give up his life to save us? In short, Are you using your gift for the common good of God's people? I hope so. Does your lack of a particular gift make you feel inferior? I hope not. Does your particular gift make you feel superior? I also hope not. Because everyone is needed, and everyone is to be honored. May we learn this lesson, too that in Christ, and as the body of Christ, we need each other. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we are grateful that your Son has reconciled us to you and to each other in death and resurrection. May we learn to love one another in the way he loves us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven let us pray for the whole state of christ church militant here in earth almighty and ever-living god who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to receive these our prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord, And grant that all they that do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word, and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also to save and defend all Christian kings, princes, and governors, especially thy servant Elizabeth our Queen, Alexander the President of the Republic of Austria, and the leaders of the nations from which we come that under them we may be godly and quietly governed. And grant unto their whole councils and to all that are put in authority under them, that they may truly and indifferently minister justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice, and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O heavenly Father, to all bishops and curates, that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments and to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with meek heart and due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all them who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. And we also bless thy holy name for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to give us grace so to follow their good examples, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Ye that do truly and earnestly repent you of your sins and are in love and charity with your neighbors and intend to lead a new life, following the commandments of God and walking from henceforth in his holy ways, draw near with faith and take this holy sacrament to your comfort and make your humble confession to Almighty God, meekly kneeling upon your knees. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness which we from time to time most grievously have committed by thought word and deed against thy divine majesty provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us we do earnestly repent and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings the remembrance of them is grievous unto us the burden of them is intolerable have mercy upon us have mercy upon us most merciful father For thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life, to the honor and glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all them that with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ saith unto all that truly turn to him. Come unto me all that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hear also what St. Paul saith. This is a true saying and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Hear also what St. John saith. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Lift up your hearts let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is very meet, right and our bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of thy glory glory be to thee o lord most high amen we do not presume to come to this thy table o merciful lord trusting in our own righteousness but in thy manifold and great mercies we are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table but thou art the same lord whose property is always to have mercy grant us therefore gracious lord so to eat the flesh of thy dear son jesus christ and to drink his blood that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body and our souls washed through his most precious blood that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us amen almighty god our heavenly father who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only son jesus christ to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption who made thereby his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world. And it institute, and in his holy gospel command, is to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee and grant that we, receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it, in remembrance of me. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Savior has taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord and Heavenly Father, we thy humble servants entirely desire thy fatherly goodness mercifully to accept this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and lively sacrifice unto thee, Humbly beseeching thee that all we who are partakers of his holy communion may be fulfilled with thy grace and heavenly benediction. And although we be unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, by whom and with whom in the unity of the Holy Ghost all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen. Please stand for the Gloria. Glory be to God on high, and in earth peace, goodwill towards men. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee, we glorify thee. We give thanks to thee for thy great glory, O Lord God, heavenly King, God the Father Almighty. O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesu Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, be amongst you now and remain with you always. Amen.